At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Time to follow the money with your hosts, Mitch Moss and Polly Howard. It's good to have you on board. Here it is, follow the money on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss along with Matt Humans filling in for Polly Howard this morning as we're live in downtown Las Vegas, Circa Resort and Casino. Uh, we'll talk some NBA with uh, Jonathan Von Tobel all of a sudden, you know, mm. as a kid. Number two's on the way sometime soon. Nah, I'm up at three o'clock in the morning every day anyway. What? Early hey. riser, JVT. So here are some of the names, you know, confirmed. Baby making machine too. Like right? You said kid number two on the way. I, I told him. Huh? After I told him once he announced the news of uh, the number, number, the second one's on the way. I said, mm-hmm. "That's it. You're done." I, I said, "Do what you have to do. Snipped, whatever it is. I don't care. Yeah. You're not having any more kids, JVT." It's going to be tough for him to stay on top of the NBA analytics with two kids to raise. Yeah, you can really get lost like down the matrix when you get into the analytics stuff uh-huh. just for hours upon yeah. hours. I mean, you get going at noon, all of a sudden six o'clock at night. You're like, "What games are over with already?" It started on the East Coast. Uh, here are some of the names and, uh, you know, the spin rate stuff. Tracking it isn't the easiest thing on the planet, but there are certain websites that are pretty good at it. Uh, so some of the players that we have found now, spin rate's been down. Yahoo wrote a story about this yesterday. SI has a story on it as well, uh, along with some others. But Trevor Bauer hit hard on Saturday. We talked about this yesterday. Um, not the same stuff recently. Corbin Burns, the guy we brought up. Uh, whose cutter is among the leaders in spin rate, also roughed up over the weekend. Uh, his numbers were down. His spin rate was actually way down during that outing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shane Bieber, now he's on the IL. And again, the team, the report that I was reading last night, the team thinks he's going to be gone for at least a couple of weeks. So I'm not. his spin rate was down in his last start, but also the arm problem now. So I'm not going to sit here and, you know, whatever. So could be correlated. Um, 
or I guess the injury could be the most important thing, obviously, at this point. But also three Red Sox starters with a spin rate down. And Evaldi was great yesterday, but his spin rate was down. Uh, Pavetta spin rate, he was down, and he got roughed up in his last start, along with uh, Rodriguez. Obviously, this is relevant to baseball betters for a couple reasons. One is these pitchers who you used to uh, bet on, uh, like Trevor Bauer. Let's say you bet on the Dodgers with Trevor Bauer pitch. You can't do that now. And you'd, all you had to do is watch the Saturday start when he got bombed by the Rangers. That's right. He's, a lot of these guys are not going to be the same. Corbin Burns, we've, we've asked for the past year, wow, where'd this come from out of Cor- Corbin Burns? Well, you know, cheating by pitchers is nothing new in baseball. I'm not, I remember guys doing it in the 70s, you know, late 70s when I was a kid and when I started watching the game, you knew pitchers were cheating when you were a kid. Uh, it's just cracking down on the cheating activity is what baseball is doing right now. It's kind of like when you're driving through a, a speed trap on the highway where you see cops out there and you slow down, you get through the speed trap, and then when and you see you the do? cop in the rearview mirror, you take off again. Mm-hmm. So once pitchers think that MLB is not you know, cracking down on this enough or paying uh, the same amount of attention to cheaters, they'll start cheating again. But right now, I think all pitchers are pretty much backing off, and you're going to see offensive numbers rise, uh, scorings are going to go up, yeah. and some of the pitchers who you thought – uh, you could bet on before, like Burns and Bauer. you got to back off those guys now. Absolutely. Do, I'm not going to be involved on any of those guys. Yeah. The spin rate's been super high, and they've been linked to using some of these uh, foreign substances. And also, I think we're going to start – we already have, actually. The offenses are on the uptick right mm-hmm. now. So we're going to start to see more first five overs, game overs. And at the same time, we, the first we, we should mention the weather is warming up, and that's going to yeah. contribute to more offense, too. JVT's thoughts on the NBA next. This is Brent Musburger, and here is your VSIN action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. Kyrie Irving and James Harden both out for the Brooklyn Nets as they host the Milwaukee Bucks in Game 5 of their Eastern Conference semifinal series today. Bucks are the four-and-a-half-point road favorite, 217-and-a-half the total at Barclays Center. Vegas with a 4-1 win over Montreal yesterday in Game 1 of their semifinal series. Vegas won as a $2.70 favorite. They're laying two sixty-five in Game 2 Wednesday at the T-Mobile Arena. Today, Tampa Bay, a $2 favorite at home against the New York Islanders, who won the first game of that semifinal series. John Rahm, the 9-1 favorite to win the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. Dustin Johnson, 14-1. Be sure to check out our new betting splits feature on vcin.com. Before you place your next bet every day, we're posting the latest splits for games at current odds and what percentage of bets and money being placed on each game. Go to vcin.com and check out the betting splits plus live odds, line moves, and game analysis. Makes vcin.com the best place to visit before your next bet. With your action update, I'm Mike Senna. Get the latest vcin odds at vsin.com. And remember, cash and tickets is what it's all about. If you miss any part of the show today or anything on the VEASAN schedule, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows, including Follow the Money, A Numbers Game, My Guys in the Desert, and Lombardi Line with VEASAN Best Bets. Download Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, Long Shots, Gone Racing, and the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. They're all free, and they're available right now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Jonathan Von Tobel joins the program now. 
VSIN's very own NBA senior analyst. JVT, um, top of the morning to you, pal. Well, when, when is the next Hardwood Handicappers podcast coming out? Uh, that'll be Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. And I, I don't plan that far ahead. So don't ask me like I was asked yesterday. What's up this week? Because I, I don't know what's going to happen on Thursday. Every day is a new day. Mitch. You, you can't give me the top three bullet points for an upcoming podcast on Thursday? I'll tell you what, if the Clippers keep playing the way they're playing, I know that one of the topics is going to be the Los Angeles Clippers, a team that I have had an unwavering confidence in throughout this postseason. So I'll tell you that that's going to be a center of, uh, of conversation, I'm pretty sure. Unwavering confidence, even though they dropped the first two games of the series with Dallas and the first two games of the series with the Jazz. Hey, we would, Mitch and I talked about this at the top of the show, JVT. Uh, can the Utah Jazz just find a way to split the next two games and then hope Mike Conley can get back on the floor for Game 7 in Salt Lake City. Is that the best-case scenario for Utah right now? Because I really don't think Donovan Mitchell can carry this offense by himself, or mostly by himself, that much longer. What do you see developing in this series uh, for Utah on the offensive end of the floor? So, so I, this is what I find pretty fascinating about Utah humans is, and I, I wrote about this yesterday, it was, it was kind of the center of the piece uh, up on the website um, on Monday. If going into yesterday, guys, you had Donovan Mitchell averaging 37 points per game. You had the Jazz shooting 40, you know, 41 per, was it 42% on 44 three-point attempts per game. You had Jordan Clarkson shooting 50% from three. You had Joe Ingles shooting 44% from three. And yet... After three games, they had a negative net rating in non-garbage time minutes, and they got blown out in game three. Like, you know, it's funny. If you look at it from an offensive standpoint, the Jazz, for the most part, are doing what they're supposed to be doing. But this is why when I look at this series and coming into this series, I thought it was a good matchup for L.A., that the Clippers are just kind of a bad matchup for them, right? The Clippers have the length to do a lot of what they want to do defensively. You've seen it over the last two games. That zone is bothering the Utah Jazz. They're getting nothing in their pick-and-roll game. They're going small. They're taking Rudy Gobert out of the paint. It's been one of the things that I've harped on is when you when you pick on Rudy Gobert, it's not even so much going at him possession to possession and playing him off the floor, right? When you hear that slide against him, it's just moving him out of the paint and playing a small ball five so that the floor opens up. And sure enough, the last two games, the Clippers take their most attempts within four feet of the basket than they did through the two games at the beginning of this series. Like, I just thought that there was a lot of things that worked in the favor of L.A., but I think, humans, it is really fascinating. Again, you go back to yesterday. The Jazz, 17 of 40 two from three that's 40.2 percent and donovan mitchell has a relatively solid game of 37 points like i don't know what else you ask of this team right as you move forward in terms of what they're providing offensively so mike conley helps that he's a good catch and shoot three-point shooter i think you have to ask the question of how healthy he is by the time he comes back right soft tissue injury which you know again yesterday ruled out early in the morning wasn't even close to a game time decision so you know that he's not really healthy i just i wonder even if conley comes back what difference does he make? Because I personally think over the last two games, you saw what the gap potentially is between these two teams if the Clippers that role players are actually doing their jobs. couple of things. You must love the idea of uh, pandemic P or playoff P, call them whatever you want at this point, but playing the point guard, so PG playing PG. I know David Thorpe is a big fan of that. And also your overall opinion on Terrence Mann, and I want to throw a stat at you. Oh. Saw this, uh, I, I think that you love him. I mean, it's tough not to love this guy, right? He plays limited minutes, but this is from Stat Muse. Terrence Mann has played 44 minutes this series. The Clippers have outscored the Jazz by 42 points in those minutes. That is absolutely <laughs> bonkers. So I know that you're ultra high on him, and then your thoughts on PG playing point guard. Uh, how about this? I don't even know. Is this a stat? How about this, Mitch? After two games, when Ty Lue is asked, where's Terrence Mann? Out of the rotation. 
So like that, that like that was incredible watching Ty Lue handle Terrence Mann at the beginning of this series because you, he wasn't going to play him. But you're right. Like I love Terrence Mann. He is great. You know, and you can speak to. And I know the humans loves plus minus. Uh, but this does give you an idea of how good he is. Last night in that game, Terrence Mann guys plays 15 minutes. He was only one of five, but he's plus 15. Like they, they, he's such a good role player. He's smart. He's a long defender. He's not a perfect defender, but he doesn't. He rarely misses his spot. He's not a gifted offensive player, but usually finds the right areas on the floor. Yesterday he had a brilliant sequence where he finds a perfect area underneath the basket, catches a pass, he misses a shot, but gets the offensive rebound and puts it back. So, like, he's a really smart player. So I love everything he brings to the table. And you're right about Paul George. And Mitch, you know, you know, we remember this really well. Three of us obviously being out here in Las Vegas at the time. But part of the reason why I like Paul George is not even so much what he brings in terms of being a player. But remember what happened to his leg out here in our city. Like, you know, I brought this up a couple of times. You know, his career and the arc that it has taken since that injury, I think, has been a pretty fascinating anecdotal story, but you're right. They lack a presence at true point guard. They, they've been scrambling to find that for a while now. Hell, they acquire Rajon Rondo. He can't get minutes in this series now because of the way that he's been playing. Patrick Beverly has been benched as well, but Ramona Shelburne wrote a great piece about Paul George, the way that he runs this offense, the fact that you know when he is running it and when he is running it well, their offense really thrives. And I think that this is something that we have seen a little bit more of. And yesterday, too, Paul George, when you're talking about the assists, it, you don't really count it there, right? He only had four assists yesterday, but it's him and Kawhi having more of a facilitating mentality instead of a playmaking mentality. It has worked wonders, and it's really simple. But when these two guys are playing their best games, then you have a team that is, uh, I will be, use fancy language here, nigh unstoppable for the most part when you look at them. Like they're really good when they're clicking on all cylinders, especially when those two are playing at the top of their game. Yeah, and that happens about 50% of the time. Yeah, well, and you know that that is troubling, right? Yeah. Like this team isn't perfect because you're absolutely right, humans. You know, and that's why these last two games have been really cool to see because Paul George was in a little bit of a slump, right? Mm-hmm. The first game he was not very good. I think in the second game we saw him break through it, right? If you remember in that second half, he was much more aggressive. He was getting to the basket. He was drawing free throws in game two of this series against Utah. So hopefully that continues. But I won't push back against anybody who says like, well, uh, let's see if it's consistent because you're absolutely right. While statistically he had a good series against Dallas, it wasn't really efficient. I think he shot 40. 41% from the floor, 32% from three. This is a really good two-game spurt, but he needs to do it over the course of more than just two games in L.A. He's going to have to do it in one of the games in Salt Lake City if it goes seven, game five or game seven. Uh, by the way, Wes Reynolds does not like Paul George, JVT, because uh, Paul George forced his way out of Indiana, and we know that's God's country. Yeah, well, he should be mad at Kawhi because there was a story that Paul George actually tried to get Kawhi to go to Indiana. And Indy Kawhi's like, come on, dude. Like, well, I'm not going to Indiana. What are we doing? Come on, dude. I think, didn't the uh, Pacers actually initially draft Kawhi Leonard and traded him to the Spurs? Yeah, I think that I think that was, uh, yeah. yes, if I remember correctly, that is what happened. Hey, was it, was it George Hill for Kawhi straight up? I think that was part of the deal. Uh, yeah. I think that might have been the deal right there. Yeah. Anyway, the... Um, uh, Terrence Mann pick was a good one. That's second round pick out of Florida State for the Clippers. Yeah. Uh, so the Clips getting two and a half in game five, JBT. You going to play the money line? You going to play the Clips? Or you going to live bet that game? Total of 223 and a half. How do you look at game five? So I, I do think there is some value on the Clippers. Like, So let, let's just talk about this from a purely like number perspective, right? So they go back to L.A. We're talking about four and a half and five, right, in terms of the point spreads for these two games. Well, guys, you know, home court has been factored into this series at about two and a half points. In all of these series, it's been about two and a half points. So we're talking about laying five last night. They cover that number. 
but now it's a seven, seven and a half point swing in the other direction. Like there's something off here, right? Either the numbers in LA were completely wrong, which after two results, I would ask you, do you think that those numbers were wrong? Or is that number over in Utah a little bit inflated in favor of the Jazz? Like, uh, you know, Mitch, you and I were together on Follow the Money that day when we talked to Jake Croucher. You know, some odds makers believe that the Clippers are the better team. The betting market has told you over the last two games that the Clippers are the better team, right? If we're talking about, again, two and a half points, we're talking about a two and a half point advantage for the Clippers on a neutral court. So I just feel like that, that kind of a swing humans from a five-point spread for the Clippers in L.A., which, by the way, remember, it's what, like twenty-five to 5,000 fans, whatever the number is, like it's not even a full home court, to then come back to Utah in a massive swing like that, you're either really overvaluing home court or you're overvaluing the Utah Jazz. So I think there is some value there in taking the number there with the Los Angeles Clippers. You know, like, like I've said, you know, I've had an unwavering confidence in this team. I think we saw what they're really capable of over the last two games. I think that carries over, but just from a power rating perspective, one of these numbers isn't making sense, whether it's the Clippers at home or whether it's the Jazz, and I think it's the Jazz. Mitch, it was <laughs> the the Spurs actually got three players, including Kawhi. Did they really for George Hill? Davis Bertans is one of the uh, other two players. Uh, nice trade by the Pacers. Yeah, it was a great uh, trade. It really worked out well for them. Uh, follow the money here on Veasan, the Sports Betting Network. Jonathan Von Tobel, our guest, Veasan's uh, NBA senior analyst. How about the game then tonight? Is this an overreaction? I know there's no Harden, there's no Kyrie, but it does shift back to Brooklyn now, JVT. And the Bucks. I mean, the series price yesterday when we were on the air, they were $1.30. Now they're like $1.90. And the game itself, they're 4.5. Matt said there's a 5 out there. It might get to 5 at a lot of spots today. I don't know. I mean, too many points? You going to stay away? What, what do you do here? So if it gets my buy price has been five uh, at least on the side today. Like if we get to five, then then I'll I'll take myself a little piece here of the Brooklyn Nets because you know look the Nets are flawed right without uh, the two guys that are going to be on the floor. Who, who in the world is running point guard? Is it going to be Mike James and Tyler Johnson? Like that's not the greatest point guard rotation. And Kevin Durant's going to get some ball handling abilities there. Bruce Brown as well. But your point guard, your backcourt is obviously really short, and your facilitation is going to be pretty bad. And there's a chance that this offense gets really stagnant because they have nobody else besides KD uh, that is going to really move the ball around and might even stick with Kevin Durant because he feels like he needs to score a lot but at the end of the day like if we're talking about a five like I think there's enough value there because we have to realize too remember Kevin Durant without Kyrie Irving without James Harden on the floor plus 14.4 net rating Uh, and a lot of those games came early in in the season but it just gives you the idea of they're not as bad as we think they are right so there is some sense that this team could perform very well and you still have arguably the greatest player in the world right there and Kevin Durant on your side of the court you have Joe Harris, who I think would bounce back in terms of shooting. He had an awful two games in Milwaukee, but we know that he's a little bit more comfortable at home and he's a really good shooter overall. So you expect some bounce back there. I still like the minutes that Blake Griffin has provided for this team. And there's other pieces around them. So I think, Mitch, the, the overaction is once we get to five, then I think then I'm going to start to take a look there at Brooklyn and take a piece of that. Because again, as we talk about home court, all of these things, you're talking about nearly 10 points in Milwaukee almost. Like that's a, that's a really, really big spread for a team that's got Kevin Durant on it. So I think the five for me is going to be the buy price. Once that starts to get out there, once I can get a piece of it, I'm going to be in. Yeah, we are on the mm-hmm. same uh, wavelength with, so with that I. one. Let, let me run this uh, tweet by you, and I know that you're a big James Harden fan, and I loved him this year in Brooklyn. <clears throat> this is from Woj. Yesterday, according to sources, the NBA's uh, competition committee, they met on Monday to further explore rule changes to restrict unnatural motions on jump shots players use to draw fouls. NBA wants to limit players, including stars like Trey Young and Gulp, James Harden, from leaning backwards and sideways to draw fouls. What do you think of this? 
So I think that initially it might hurt Harden, right? Because obviously he knows Lillard gets the free throw. But this obviously, I think at least, it, this hurts Trey Young way more than it hurts Harden. Like Harden does the thing where he gets a defender on his back and will just stop at the elbow to draw contact. But it's not as prevalent in his arsenal as it is with Trey Young, right? James Harden's actually like a really physical finisher. He'll try to draw contact and fouls. He's more of a head thrower than anything else. So I wonder if they're going to really, you know, like the whole thing with the head just snaps back. Uh, Paul George, I think, did it in game two where he like grabbed his throat and then they showed the replay and didn't even come anywhere near like uh, that's what Harden does and I, I wonder I wonder how much the, it affects him in there but like I, I think this really hurts Trey Young quite a bit and I like <laughs> Trey Young's got to be thinking like bro this is like like what second third year in the league and now all of a sudden you're making rules here to, to stop me after I'm like at my peak kind of in my career early on so I'm going to be interested to see what it means because it's also kind of up for interpretation and what these officials do with it is going to be pretty fascinating because it, at the same time while you're trying to stop the natural moves and trying to stop the drawing of free throws on stupid plays like that it also means that you might miss some fouls because you're trying to interpret what this rule means so i'm really curious to see what this means but my initial thought mitch when i was reading that yesterday was that it hurts trey young way more than it hurts james hart trey young 18 assists last night only two turnovers uh, but the sixers really uh, weak on the offensive end of the floor especially joel Embiid, who had been so strong in the playoffs four for 20 from the field 0 for 12 in the second half he missed that uh, two-footer with about 10 seconds to go last night. What do you think happens in Game 5 now? Philadelphia, a 6.5-point home favorite, total 224.5. So I still think that this is a pretty solid spot for Philadelphia to just win this series overall. Humans like one, you saw the first half, like how the distance between these two teams for the most part. Are you going to get Joel Embiid to go 0-12 again and miss like a layup for potentially the game winner right in the waning seconds of that game? I don't think so. And you still look at the last three games for these two clubs, guys. We're talking about the Atlanta Hawks shooting 30% from three. They did it again yesterday. They have yet to crack this perimeter defense that the Philadelphia 76ers have, which is elite, which has got them to this point right now so really you're just saying is it replicable that that, that Joel Embiid's gonna have the half that he did and I would say no right they haven't had an answer for him uh, as Doc Rivers put it yesterday right win a little hero ball with their offense but you know so I have confidence that uh, the 76ers are still gonna win this series but you know, you know even our, our write-ups for the website I picked it at seven the Hawks are a really good team they're very well coached clearly McMillan has done a very good job with them so it's not gonna be easy by any stretch but when I see Atlanta and the way their offense is operated and they have yet to put together really a solid offensive outing other than game one where they were just insanely hot from three. I think that makes you worry in the big picture. But I will say this, humans, when it comes to Philly, you know, this is my worry about them kind of, you know, Eastern Conference Finals if they make it there, NBA Finals. You know, watch them play offense in that second half. It is give it to Joel Embiid and let's see if anybody gets open off of that or if he can just beat his man in the post up. Or there was one possession late where he just gets the ball in the wing and like drives like a bull through Clint Capella and gets an offensive foul, it's just not going to work. And so when you're talking about some of these series, you're going to get these games like you did here, like you did in game one in the first half, where this offense is just a no-show because it's all relying on Joel Embiid. And if he's going to have a bad game, then it's going to be a problem. Follow him on Twitter. He is at JVT. So your best bet tonight would be waiting to see if the game gets to five. That's going to be your buy price on uh, the Nets against the Bucks. Yep, give me five with the Nets, and as human said, it looks like it's coming, so I'll be in. All right, pal. Have a good day. Be good to talk to you guys. Yep, same here. Up next, some U.S. Open nuggets to discuss. At least one book has a seven-figure liability. If he wins this weekend, any guesses which golfer I'm talking about?
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Live today from the OddTrader.com studio at Circa Resort and Casino, OddTrader.com. Download the free OddTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info that you need. You can compare sportsbook sign-up bonuses, get in-game tracking tools. Again, it's OddTrader.com. A little U.S. Open talk here. A good tweet from Ben Fawkes, works at VSIN. There is a seven-figure liability over at William Hill on one golfer to win the U.S. Open. Do you want to guess who it is? It's pretty easy to guess it's Phil Mickelson. Yeah. I, I think I think like 7 out of 10, maybe 8 out of 10 of our listeners, maybe even more of that viewers could have gotten that right. It, it amazes me how many people bet uh, lefty to win the PGA because 
Really, let's face it, going into that major, nobody thought Phil Mickelson was a real threat to win a major. No, you were doing it because you're a fan. He he hasn't been in contention for a while in a major. He's 50. Yep. And uh, really, it came out of nowhere. It's like the Cinderella story out of nowhere. Phil Mickelson. That's exactly what it was. And uh, So so you know after he wins that one, you're going to get a lot of action on Phil uh, (laughs) to win the U.S. Open, the one major he has not... He's been a six-time runner-up at the U.S. Open. Yeah, He's won six majors, never won the U.S. Open. Six times the bridesmaid. And uh, Circa had him at 125-1. to one. I'm going to say, when we talked about this, about two weeks ago? Probably two, two and a half weeks ago, yeah. yeah. And uh, now down to, I think, 65-1 to one here at Circa. I see 70-1 to one at DraftKings. Most books have 50-1 to one on Phil. Yeah. But Will Hill's, they've taken so many bets on him at Will Hill, they're, they're actually down to 45 to 1 on him. I'm not going to laugh at any, anyone who bets Phil here because uh, who, who the hell thought he was going to win the PGA? And he was th- as high as 300 to 1 at books in the PGA. And hey, this course is in his backyard at Torrey Pines. And in fact, uh, Mickelson's going to be in a matchup that I'm going to play this week. I'm going I'm to play on Phil in a matchup. Are you? Okay. I don't think he's going to win the tournament. Yeah. Is it going to surprise you that much if Phil's in the top 10 this week? Probably not because the tournament's at Torrey Pines, right? Yeah, I'll be surprised. I will be surprised. Not that surprised, though. Are you going to finish his top let me, let, me, 10. let me flip it. Are you going to be surprised if he misses the cut? Uh, no, I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes top 10 or misses okay. the Okay. All right. That's fair. Uh, that's, that's the type of player Phil is. Of course. Right. And that's, that's the way the Volatile U.S. Open player. can go. Yeah. Right? I mean, if, if, like Paul Stone said an hour ago, he thinks that, it, you know, he's readjusted the numbers, done some more thinking on this. Mm-hmm. He thinks that around 400 can win this thing. Okay, that tells you that a majority of the field is going to struggle mightily. Oh, yeah. And yes. I love to see it. I but, do, too. But so, I mean, so sure, a guy can make the top 10, or mm-hmm. he could, you know, he could go out there and shoot 86 on Thursday, and then he's totally out of the tournament. He might be playing great, and then all of a sudden on Friday afternoon, he might put up a nine on a hole. Sure, sure. Phil's uh, kind of that all-or-nothing type of player. What do you yeah. think of this? Jeff Davis is obviously very good on golf. I was surprised to see this tweet. You were? Okay. Uh, when Knowing Jeff Davis, uh, I, when I saw it, I was like, "What is that sarcasm? Uh, is that sarcastic?" No, it wasn't. He was he was uh, genuine with this. So Jeff has bet Tony Finau this week for the first time since the 2017 Farmers Insurance Open, and Tony Finau's numbers. I think I saw him down at one book at 20 to one last night. Uh, yeah. In fact, I just saw 22 to one at DraftKings. Did you? And yeah. I think here at uh, Circa. I believe he was 24 to 1 last time I checked. So at that point, I'm sure Jeff got around 30 to 1 on him. I don't want to speak for him, but. I've got a ticket on Fina in my pocket. Then how come you're surprised? I have to come clean. Then how come you're surprised that he bet him? (laughs) If he won this tournament and I didn't bet him, I would never forgive myself. I like that. I have to come clean. It's not a it's not a big bet. <laughs> You're guilty. But I got him at thirty to one. I bet it like three weeks ago. I said Finau is that thirty one's gonna disappear. He's got a positive history at Torrey Pines. He's gonna get action. This is probably gonna drop to twenty five to one. I'll go ahead and take the thirty now. I went ahead and took it. Like I said, it's not a big bet, but you gotta have something on it. If the guy wins and you don't bet him, you're gonna feel sick about it. So, uh, in fact, uh, in that two thousand seventeen Farmers Insurance Open that Jeff Davis referenced. Finau finished uh, tied for fourth, four strokes behind John Rahm, who, by the way, that was Rahm's first ever PGA Tour win right. at Torrey Pines in 2017. So I can't, I don't have Finau as of right now, and I'm not going to put anything yeah. on him at 24 yeah. to 1. Now you could wait if, if he's 
middle of the pack in the first round. You might get them at 50, 70 to 1. Sure. Who knows? Sure. You know, tomorrow on the show, what we need to do, because the numbers at Circa, I love Wednesdays. Oh, man. Pre-golf tournament, right? It's just, it's so good. We're going to do a segment tomorrow. Just And I know what we're going to call it, but it's like, it's almost too sexy to turn down. Mm-hmm. Like some of these numbers on golfers are going to have are going to be, I don't know, ranging from 75 on certain guys all the way to 250 or higher on other golfers. Higher. In fact, I was going through the Circa app late last night, and I bet a player up 500 to 1. Okay, that, that's a good tease. And we can, can we wait until tomorrow to discuss that? Talk about it tomorrow. Talk about that one tomorrow? Good. I like it. We will get into uh, today's Major League Baseball card coming up next here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Losing your hair, you can get 50% off your first order of hair loss treatments when you go to keeps.com slash vsin. Spell it out, keeps.com slash vsin. Today's Major League Baseball card. How about that effort last night by the Padres offensively against Gomber? Gomber was terrific. The Padres could not come up with anything until the ninth inning. Yeah, they were flat last night. And uh, the Rockies, different team at home and on the road. Yes, they are. They are a complete fade uh, on the road and at home. Live, at least on occasion, anyway. Uh, they're kind of like the Diamondbacks, where the Diamondbacks are so bad overall. And Diamondbacks they lost are just bad everywhere. They're bad everywhere. Yeah. You, yeah, you can find just incredible stats any way you want on this team. They're so <laughs> awful. Um, got some good pitchers going today. Like Darvish, talking about this series uh, as it continues in Colorado. Darvish opened up minus 212 on the road against Chichi Gonzalez in the spot today against the Rockies. A total is 10.5. He's been really good this year. Darvish has been outstanding. Yep. I, I really don't want. I mean, this price is too high. I'm it's, just yeah, priced I'm out of this game. I'm, I'm not betting teams like the Rockies, even though at home the Rockies are pretty good. They're 21 and 14. They got one of the worst road records in uh, the history of baseball at this point, five and 27. Uh, but at home they've been pretty good. I I don't really want to bet against you, Darvish, but there's no way in hell you're going to give me to lay 230 on the Padres in this game tonight, yep. so not going to happen. On the run line, Padres minus one and a half, about minus 160. Uh, just priced out and uh, passing on this one. Yep, same here. Okay, so the Mets are laying in the dollar forty-five range today against the Cubs. Let me give you this tweet from ESPN Stats and Info. Their starting pitchers now have a 1.69 ERA in 24 mm. home starts this year. That's the second best ERA by a team's starting pitchers through 24 home starts over the last 100 seasons. And that's without Noah Syndergaard. Yeah. Think how good this Mets staff could be if you had Thor in there, and uh, Jacob deGrom has also missed some starts. Sure, sure. Very impressive what the Mets have done, and, you know, they traded away a couple of guys. They let a couple of guys get away, too, off a staff that, Mm -hmm. uh, if you look at if the Mets could have kept that entire staff intact, and uh, Syndergaard was healthy, could have been... uh, Potentially the best uh, starting rotation in baseball. Mets are eighteen and six at home. Uh, Very good home record. Outstanding home team. They just uh, well, they win three of four against the Padres over the weekend, or was that two of three? 
have to go back and check. I know the Padres won on Sunday to avoid the sweep. I think that's Actually, what it, was. it was, uh, two, two out of three. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, other starters are, that are going today. I know I'm going to be on the first five for the Tigers. <clears throat> Casey Mize goes against Mike Miner. This Mize has good. <laughs> he's, he's actually, I mean, he's probably going to be a total force in a couple of years in this league. And as of right now, um, I would say maybe the Tigers first five and maybe a Royals team total under first five or a first five, what is it, four and a half in the game? Yeah, I, I don't mind that under for the game in the first five at all. Uh, and by the way, he is the best under pitcher in baseball to this point, Casey Mize. Casey Mize has uh, got a whip of 1.06, and most of his numbers are really strong. This, this guy, it's definitely one of those uh, players to keep an eye on. He has allowed a little, I think, a few too many home runs at this point. But if you're looking for guys under the radar on bad teams uh, to bet, if, if you're looking for that sort of thing, yeah. Casey Mize is... Uh, right there at the top of the list. Yep, uh, so I'm going to be on that team today, probably first five, and maybe maybe I'll split it up, go for the game as well. Okay. Uh, there was money that came in on the Tigers last night, plenty of it, and uh, they, they got tons of runs in that game right away. Mm-hmm. Off Brad Keller, and they, they won that game. Um, what else was I looking at today? Oh, um, with the Blue Jays and the Yankees going at it today, this <clears throat> oh, is uh, Rio versus Montgomery. Oh, boy. What? What do you do with the Yankees right now? Because... It's tough to bet on this team. You got to think at some point the Yankees are going to find a spark and get things turned around. But I don't want to bet on Jordan Montgomery, who's a pitcher I kind of like, but he's uh, not really throwing it well this season. And the Yankees as a team just don't show any life. But Dave Koken said it when I talked to him uh, about a week, week and a half ago for uh, a column in the New York Post. He said the Yankees don't look like they're having any fun out there. He goes, I watch some bad teams in baseball who look like they have fun out there occasionally. The Yankees are flat emotionally. They have no fun. And at some point, I think you have to point the finger at Aaron Boone and say, what the hell is going on here? The Yankees are 33-32, and and they look terrible on Sunday against the Phillies. Oh, yes, they did. And Boone, by the way, totally mismanaged the 10th inning on Saturday against the Phillies. Yep. So their struggles continue. And they're going up against a pretty good pitcher tonight and a pretty good offensive team. and, And Toronto's taking a little bit of money overnight. Yep. Overall, the current Yankees roster hitting 218 career off Ryu. Sanchez has uh, homered twice off of him. On the flip side, the Blue Jays have solid numbers against Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vladdy's taking him deep in his career. How about this run that he's on? I mean, when Great he run. gets a hold of one, and it's like, and he has a chance to pull it like he did last night again, <laughs> that curveball. Yeah. I mean, that thing, that bad boy's going 450 feet. His swing is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, he looks just like his dad. I think he's so yeah. fatter. Is he, he? But he lost so much weight. Uh-huh. He lost what forty five pounds in the off season. He's still a big, big. Oh, boy. he's a big boy. Yeah, <clears throat> I have a bet on him. Can we end this season Vladimir right now? Vladimir Guerrero's early years was actually kind of really thin and muscular. Yeah, gained a lot of weight later. But uh, I mean, this this kid's a stud. He's awesome. I, I want to end the season right now. I have him forty five to one to lead the league nice. in home runs. Good bet. So that would be a, a nice ticket to cash. I bet that here at Circa actually before the season. Yeah, right before the yeah. season started. Yep. Yep. So I, I think it would be Blue Jays or pass here. I think so, uh, too. Yeah. And it looks like uh, the money, like I said, overnight's on the Blue Jays a little bit. Yeah, a couple of other guys going today. And, uh, again, I, I don't really want to make a case here on, uh, you know, airwaves, national airwaves, saying you got to bet the Indians at minus 170. That's a big number, something I don't do in baseball. But get creative today. Find ways to bet against Matt Harvey. He's been absolutely god-awful. His last seven starts, the ERA is... Uh, 
ERA is right around 12. And so, like, four out of the last five starts, it's like he's not going many innings. He's given up six, seven runs every single mm-hmm. time. Like, if you can find Indians to score in the first inning, I saw that's plus 160. If you can find a team total on the Indians over for the first five, maybe a first five total over any... Just get creative well, today. Well, thing you can do, scored. you could also... I don't recommend parlays too often, but sometimes baseball is a little bit out of your price range, and there are two games you really like that day. Let's say you want to bet against Matt Harvey. Mm-hmm. Parlay the Indians with uh, something like the Mets and Tawan Walker tonight, or find something else uh, that you could parlay it with if you want to play it that way. Like you said, you're offering some pretty good options on how to bet against Matt Harvey. Baseball is one of the few things that... I will parlay a couple occasionally. Sometimes, if I don't want to lay, I'm not going to lay a buck seven. No, I'm not laying a, a buck seven. There's no way. The Indians. No, because here's the thing: it's Quantrill we're talking about. Last night I parlayed so, the Giants against the D-backs. Giants were minus one seventy-four. I didn't want to lay the one seventy-four, yeah. but yeah, it worked out. Up next, ask Matt. A uh, lot to get to in this segment. We'll discuss quarterbacks in their first year of the new team. Which one does Matt like the most? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. 
I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. With exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boosts, and the largest offer of live in-play options, BetRiver Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. And to make your experience even more rewarding, BetRivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook, offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Download the BetRivers Sportsbook app today, BetRivers.com. Time to ask Matt a bunch of questions here during this segment. I did a uh, podcast late last week with uh, Kevin Rogers from Vegas Insider. does a great job. Uh, He asked me a good question about the NFL, and I'm going to ask you the same thing right Mm now. Which quarterback in his first year with a new team do you like the most and maybe expect to take a nice leap this year? That's a really good question. I think uh, you can debate this, and... You're going to get different answers from different people. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Carson Wentz. A lot of people down on Wentz in Philadelphia the last couple of years, but I look at it this way. A couple of years ago, he was uh, he was putting up MVP-type numbers before he blew his knee out at the L.A. Coliseum in December. He has been, I think, screwed up by the Eagles coaching staff and the fact they've had so many injuries on that offense the past couple of years. Now you go to Indianapolis. You're working with Frank Reich, who's a much better quarterback coach, who was with him when he was putting up the MVP-type numbers, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, You're playing behind one of the best offensive lines in the league. I expect Wentz to look more like the player he was three years ago than the goofball he looked like the past two years with the Eagles. He was a mess. He was a mental mess, and I think the Eagles have to take some responsibility for that. That offensive line, because of injuries and a lot of things that happened, the Eagles' offensive line – was a wreck. They had wide receivers going down left and right, and Doug Peterson did not do a good job there the past couple of years. So I think Wentz has a chance to really revive his career in Indianapolis. So that's one guy I think is going to take a nice leap. Stafford steps into a good situation. Uh, <laughs> you're working with an offensive genius. There you, in LA, I mean, so yes, absolutely. I think Matthew Stafford can't help but put up big numbers. Whatever prop numbers you put up on him, I would probably look over. But the only reason. He would not go over those, would be an injury, and he's been really durable for the most part right. throughout his career. I expect Ryan Fitzpatrick to win in Washington. So do I. I think uh, Fitz is going to be a good fit in that offense because they've added some playmakers on that Washington offense. Oh, I'm high on the football team yeah. this year. I think Washington might be the best team in the NFC East. 
And uh, <clears throat> Fitz, how about Fitzpatrick? Guy almost almost aced the SAT. Yeah. SAT. Yeah. Almost aced the SAT. He took the wonder look out of Harvard, and he scored, what, 48 out of 50? High 40s on it, yeah. This is one of my favorite players in the league. I think the most intriguing situation is probably in New Orleans. Is it going to be Jameis or Taysom? Is it going to be uh, Winston or Hill? Who do you think it's going to be? I think it's going to be Winston. Yeah. And then if that's the case, like if you told me right now that Jameis Winston was going to be the week one starter, right now I would mm-hmm. make a bet on him to be the comeback player of the year. Okay. Because I have full confidence in Sean Payton to make it work. But Sean Payton seems to be in love with the gimmick. That's the thing. Experiment of Taysom Hill. I know it. That's going to be a. You imagine going to think about that. I know Winston's had his problems. I mean, 30, 30 interceptions by one quarterback in a single Plus season. Plus five is, lost I mean, fumbles. He had 35 yes. turnovers that year. I mean, that's impossible. <laughs> and he did it, right? Right. But, but I, I think like that might have been like, I don't want to call it an outlier because he, he is turnover prone, but he's not going to throw 30 INTs again. That's oh, nuts. No. Well, first of all, he won't he won't throw five in the first uh, three weeks, or he'll be on the bench. yeah that he'll go to he, right. It'll be Taysom Hill. Yep, that's going to be I think the most intriguing quarterback competition to watch in the NFL: Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. Just because we know that Sean Payton is infatuated with Taysom yep. Hill. I'll give you another guy in the list. I'm, I'm, the Jared Goff situation doesn't really interest me that yeah, much because so the Lions bad. are a bad team. I do think Sam Darnold will look better in Carolina. That's the guy I was going to point at. Yeah, better coaching staff. Teddy Bridgewater, we pretty much know who he is at this point. He's almost like a game manager type. But is it is he going to be good enough to overcome Drew Locke? Because if you have the Broncos and it's not Aaron Rodgers, don't you have to play the guy who's got a future and not the Teddy yeah. B Teddy B who's got a lower ceiling? Don't you try to have to see if Drew Locke is and, the guy? Unless Locke is a disaster in preseason and – Bridgewater looks right. good, and they're like, we can be competitive and make the playoffs this year with a guy like him. But I think Sam Darnold in this offense with a new coaching staff, because Gates is so bad, I think Darnold can take a leap this year. No doubt. Um, okay, yeah. this is like an audio version of a oh. daily double on Jeopardy. Uh, so this is Aaron Boone's reaction when he was asked if the team is getting used to losing. I think Matt is a Yankee fan. You're going to like this answer a lot. <laughs> Uh, Ken kind of touched on what I was going to ask, but do you sense there's a fatigue in the dugout, maybe a complacency as these losses pile up where uh, guys are just almost getting used to losing here? No. Why not? I I, I know them too well, and and I don't think there's any getting used to freaking losing. Hell no. Get hell out of here with that. <laughs> not happy. Get the hell out of here with As that. the Yankees continue to struggle now more than two months into the season. Aaron Boone, uh, kind of, he, he's kind of like your paper boy. He's not going to scare anybody with that look, is he? Get, get out of here with that. Get the hell out of here with that. Not exactly uh, menacing? Not, not very intimidating. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that's part of his problem. He's a player's manager. Joe Girardi was more like a military. He was more oh, like yeah. a, a drill sergeant. And I think the Yankees wanted a more relaxed clubhouse. They thought that would benefit a lot of the younger players. I think it's kind of backfired a little bit. And when you watch the Yankees, they're flat. I think that was a pretty good question by the reporter. I think so, too. Uh, when I watched the Yankees in the past couple of weeks, it looks like those guys don't care that much. Uh, it's, it's not a motivated baseball team, and you, know, you have to put some of the blame on the manager for that. Yep. Could he be the first manager fired? I think Cashman's going to stick by him because he's Brian Cashman's guy. So, no, I don't – how is Tori Lavulo in Arizona still got a job? Yeah. 
I know he had winning seasons the first couple of years, but, man, that's a bad baseball team. I, I would bet on him being the first guy fired. I still think Brian Cashman is going to stand by his man. What happened to the Savages in the box? <laughs> savages out right? there. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yankees got to find a recapture, way to recapture it. I really thought Saturday, I was talking with William Hill, the VSIN handicapper, about this. He's a Yankees fan. Yeah. When DJ LeMayhew hit that home run and the Yankees rallied to tie the game in the ninth inning, you thought, hey, this might be a turning point for this team. You know, they, they got some guys who were starting to hit. Yeah. It looks like things were coming around. They lose the game in the 10th inning, come back the next day and get shut out. Same old stuff from the Yankees. Yep. Uh, what has your fast food rundown looked like over the past couple of days? Uh, let's see. I can tell you what it was yesterday. Uh, the day started at Burger King when I left the uh, studio. Okay. I like the I like the BK breakfast. Not bad. Not as good as uh, Wendy's, but it's it's pretty good. Second stop was uh, McDonald's. Give like what kind of time are we talking about here? Okay, so I left here, what, at 7? Yeah. So I ate breakfast uh, before 8, took a nap for a couple hours, got up, went to McDonald's, like around 11. Okay. I went to Long John Silver's at uh, 3.30. You had a hankering for Long John Silver's? Well, yeah, there's one out there off of uh, Tropicana and Fort Apache, I think. Yeah, yeah, I know the spot, yeah. You know that spot? Uh I was out in that area, and... uh, I love the chicken chicken planks at uh, Long John Silver's. Do you? I never had them. Really? Yeah. Got to have them. Is that right? Okay. The, the right. chicken at Long John Silver's is outstanding. I don't go there for great fish. I go there for <laughs> the chicken. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I went later to uh, KFC. After that, probably around seven o'clock. Uh huh. After the, I think the first intermission of the hockey game. All right. Right. KFC. Sure. Sure. And then. Well, that was it for fast food because I looked. I, I grilled a hot dog on my George Foreman grill last night, and then uh, ate a frozen pizza before I came in. Oh, Jesus, Tombstone Pizza. What? <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> that's a typical day. Yeah, that was just a run-of-the-mill day. Wow, that's impressive. I don't even. I, is that the word I'm looking for? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if that's impressive or not. <laughs> oh, what do you think of today? Uh, probably going to hit Wendy's for breakfast. I okay. Think. 7.30, check in. After that, Give who knows, bite. Mitch? That's probably yeah. the mystery of life. Where, where will it's, I end it, up it, today? It, it, Which it, fast food spots will I end up to? Sometimes it's on a whim. Sometimes I plan it out. Oh, sometimes you do plan it I, out. I okay. can tell you within the next two days, I will be at Shake Shack. I know that for sure. For sure? Yeah. I've been, yeah. Shake Shack's been on my mind for a couple days. and I almost went there yesterday. I'll be going there today or tomorrow for sure. It is funny. Like once you get something stuck yeah. in your brain, it's like I have to have this in the next mm-hmm. two days or I'm going to snap. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, by the way, final 90 <clears throat> seconds here. We told you the story uh, in the Cape Cod Times yesterday. They had a lobster diver oh, yeah. who was wow. uh, right swallowed <clears throat> by a whale. The whale came to the surface then because he couldn't handle them and he spit them out, whatever. My first inclination, by the way, was like, hmm, is this really believable? There was a story in the New York Post yesterday that had some experts talking. They're like, yeah, this probably actually didn't happen. And then Bill, one of our viewers in Canada, Bill Mitchell, I believe, mm-hmm. sent us a video and said, like, my girlfriend pointed this out to me, that sometimes when whales sense danger for other, like, species, they try to help them. There was a video of a, uh, of a professional photographer who was in the water, like, capturing this big humpback whale, like 50 tons. Yeah. The whale could sense a shark was in the area. 
tiger shark. And so the diver was like, what the hell's going on? The whale like kept putting its body on the human being. Lifting up the... The chick lifted yeah. her up out of the water. Lifted right? her all the way to the water so, so she would avoid the shark. Totally blown away when I watched the video. Saved her life more than likely. Uh, who knows? Maybe this is a thing. So wh what are the smartest animals on the planet? Is a whale, what, like, seriously, like one of the smartest well, ones? Well, we know out? dolphins are up near the top Absolutely. of Absolutely. Right? Dolphin, chimpanzees, dolphins, smartest. I think whales probably have to be in the top ten. Uh, I know chimpanzees, dolphins... Uh, what else would be up here near the top? I don't know. I elephants? Because the memory? Elephants, no doubt about it. Elephants yeah. top five for sure. Have yeah, to that's be. a good call because that was the one I was missing. Elephants definitely up there. And uh, that's, that's actually an interesting topic. Yeah. Chimpanzees, dolphins, elephants. I think whales got to be in the top. I think they somewhere. have to be. Yeah. yeah, after seeing that video. They're dogs to win the series, but favorites to win dogs the title. Are smart. That's coming up I next. like dogs. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.